Welcome to episode nine of the Perlo Podcast, top ten lists from the South Carolina Low Country. We are here on a Sunday morning before virtual church, um, recording this episode. I am joined, as always, by our famous listers, Mathis. Virtual church is great because you can go anytime you want to. <laughs> Adam, I agree, <laughs> and I am your host, Shane. Today, our format, as always, is each of these guys has made a top 10 list based on a topic that was pre- presented to them just recently. Uh, their top 10 list will then be counted down from 10 through 1, alternating which side we go on. Before that, we will talk about notable omissions that they did not put on either list. And today's subject is rap alliances. That could be labels, it could be groups, families, etc. Uh, this topic came about because we were in a group chat the other night and I can't even remember how it came up, Mathis, but it was in one we were in. And next thing you know, 45 minutes later, we were talking about um, St. Lunatics and <laughs> all kinds of other rap alliances and who was technically in this and who was technically in that. So we said, we got to do this subject. Yeah, I'm very concerned about this one because I know that No Days Off is probably listening with his pen. I don't want him to stab himself in the eye when he doesn't like one of my picks. <laughs> No days, no days off. Going to have to get over it today. Yeah, he, yeah, he. It's, is, it, and please understand when when things is when we got we got the list. Like our our cut time for the list is really shut, has really come down because we used to get like a week beforehand. Now we get them like, hey, today, hey, by the way, tomorrow you're get you're going to do this. Figure it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I literally was sitting there yesterday and I was like, wait a minute, we're recording tonight. <laughs> Coronavirus, coronavirus has really changed our, our time. Yeah, just but we're we're taking we're, time we're getting better at this too. Yeah, I tell you what, guys, are we getting better? We are getting better, and is that what the feedback says? That, that, that's what the focus groups say. The, oh, Iran- the Iranians really love us. Uh, by the way, uh, hey, shout hey. out to all my homies in Tabriz and Tehran. <laughs> I hope all of you are doing well, and everybody in Istanbul is doing well as well. Shout out to Toronto too. We're getting listeners from Canada. Yeah. Oh, them and their uh, them and their good medicine. If, if we get if we get twenty Canadian listeners, I will sing "Oh Canada" on the podcast. What I love is that Canada's like, nah, fam, we're shutting down our border with you. Good call. America. That's a good yeah. call. Yeah, we're, we're gonna build a we're gonna build a wall across the Great Lakes. You won't be swimming here, boy. <laughs> um, Apple has really helped our listenership. If we're being honest, you know, we're on Apple now. If you don't know that, if you're still listening to us. On another platform, you can uh, now subscribe to us on Apple. Please rate us five stars so we can get more listeners. Yeah, we even gotten some comments on there, too, which is pretty cool. We really appreciate those. Yeah, Craft Beer 69 definitely commented. wonder who that guy is. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, in the news, before we get into the list, in the news, WrestleMania two-night event last night. We had The Undertaker in a <coughs> uh, Boneyard match. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. I, I mean, liked the Undertaker when he was around, but uh, no, no, I kind of I kind of have forgotten wrestling was a thing until people bring it up. The best part about the Undertaker though is we do that, that that sit up move where like you think he's out and then he sits up like he's yes. risen from the dead. Although I miss the old yeah. I miss the old Undertaker biker with the, Undertaker. With, with I, I miss the black hat like he used to wear like the 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 oh yeah trench, <sighs> the trench coat and Paul Bear oh, absolutely you this big man. Like for Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul Bear, one of the greatest managers. Him and Jimmy was it? Was it Jimmy Hart? Was that mullet? Yeah, yeah. Like those. 
I, I miss a good wrestling manager, man. Those people were awesome. They were fun. We're gonna do a wrestling <laughs> podcast. Oh, hey, we're gonna do a wrestling. Undertaker list. was wearing like a bandana and riding a motorcycle for a couple of years. In the yeah, late oh, he's the big red machine. He was like, "Yeah, I'm done being the dead guy." Well, that that, that was Twitter tells me that that Undertaker <laughs> was back last night. Really? That Undertaker's back. Yeah, the, the Undertaker. motorcycle Undertaker was back. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, motorcycle Undertaker looks like a guy who visits Merle's Inlet during Bike Week. The dead man looks like a wrestler. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, they 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 did a lot with it. I like how wrestling too. Like you can, Turtle, the Undertaker was supposed to be undead, and then they were like, "Well, we'll bring Kane in." Well, they like him more, so now he's not undead. He's now a biker, and everybody just kind of went along with it, which proves it. It's kind of like American Horror Story. People will go along for the ride. They understand it's not real, so they will go along for the ride. You don't have to keep the same storyline the entire time. We understand. Yeah. What was weird about the Undertaker though is that. He kept changing what kind of dead guy he was all the time. He was like, I'm this kind of dead guy, and I haven't earned. Well, now I'm this type of dead guy. And it wasn't Big Red Machine. It was the big evil. Yeah, he. it was It was very like, – the, the whole thing is – and then wasn't he in there with – wasn't Edge and him together at one point? Yeah, like, and then he had the streak of being <laughs> undefeated at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I will tell you this. I've always been impressed by wrestlers' athleticism. Like, of, of all the – like, it may be scripted. It may not be real. And I know I just pissed off my family because it's real, boy. You don't understand that Ric Flair doesn't like is It's, it's, it's wrestling. It absolutely is. But, I mean, the those they those dudes, the ability to jump – first of all, they jump off a 40-foot cage onto – you can't fake that. Like, that happened. Um. So I was appreciated it, and I, it's 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 a, it's a male soap opera, is what it is. It is. Well, it is, it is, and we will get into a wrestling list at some point. But for now, let's get into today's topic: rap alliances, the top ten rap alliances of all time. We'll start with notable omissions. Number one notable omission: homage to the '80s, Adidas, Run DMC. <sighs> I don't like Run DMC. Uh, I, I, you know, I know I should like them because of who, because of their contribution to early rap. <clears throat> but you know, it's, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I mean, the Corona's <laughs> jumping on me. But um, it, uh, it, it I just don't, it, I don't enjoy their, I didn't enjoy the music, I, and I know that's probably going to get me shot when I go to New York ever. But I just not my favorite thing, and also I don't like Russell Simmons. So I don't like his brother either. I just, it's not music I want to <laughs> listen to. It's it's fun, like if you hear it in a mix, like on the radio for thirty eight seconds. But I don't want to. I don't want to listen to a Run DMC album. All right, next, Cleveland's finest, Bone Thugs. I like Bone Thugs. I just I wouldn't put him like all time greatest. Yeah, Bone Thugs is great, man. I enjoy him. Crossroads is an excellent music video. It's got all the nineties yep. hip hop tropes you need. Yeah, when they, yeah, it does. it's perfect. And, and what a great video! Like you know, that video was awesome. Yes. All right, and the well, last I mean, notable uh, mission I about it first of the month is a really good song. Maybe that should be on this list. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last notable mission, Rockefeller Records. Oh yeah, whatever. They can have. Yeah. It. Who, who else is on Rockefeller other than Jay Z? <clears throat> Are you gurgling magma over there? What is? Dude, I'll, be, I'll be honest, man. Like, I, I, I'm having like a pollen attack because I'm in Go a room. Go get you hot. a diet under and come on back in a second. I've already we'll drank a two. Li- I've already drank a two liter this morning, so oh. I can't. It's like it's like it's like you know heroin. You got to ration it out. You got to ration it out. I mean, Dame Dash is on it. And... Uh, okay, what's your favorite Dame Dash song? 
No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Googling right now. He has, a, he um, has an excellent vodka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the rock. You, you know, you, yeah. You, you know why I hate Dane Dash, though? He's the one that went on and said, like, that you, sh- you shouldn't have a job. Like, how he couldn't look his son in the face and tell him he had a boss that he was had to be a boss. And I was like, so basically, anybody who doesn't own their own company, screw them. Like, yeah, you're all about the everyman. Some Absolutely. of the dumbest things I've ever heard. They had Jules Santana. He's Santana, good. He's good. Yeah. I, I'll say this about Rockefeller Records. Oh, wait, guys. Kanye they, West, like all his early stuff was on there. They did things <laughs> to, they did things that evolved rap, I think, over time to get it to where it is today. They, you know, he made the brand, et cetera. So I think, I think they have importance. I don't know if they have a place in the top 10, but I, th- they, you know, I don't know. We're gonna get hammered mission. for leaving a um, label that has Jay Z and Kanye West on it off, and that's okay. Well, I imagine uh, Matthew from Lake City will be first on that picket line. All right, let's start West the list. Now? Oh, but he really likes that late '90s, early 2000s. Uh... I think he still bumps that in his truck. Yes, I said bumps that. All right. Let's start the list. Let's go on Mathis' side. Number 10, Digital Underground. Three, two, one. Everybody loves a good Humpty dance, man. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I I like Digital Underground. It had Tupac in it. I mean, same song is, yes, it was in a great film. Um, I believe it was uh, Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> You've never seen that Chevy Chase movie? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like it. I, and what's funny that that kind of that style of Humpty Hump is really something that I think is and uh, has been copied a lot, and that kind of pushed rap forward. And that whole idea of that big group all together, and they had all the big band stuff, and it I, they kicked off a lot of careers. And I like yeah, I they're like, like Parliament Funkadelic yeah, for rap music. Important. They're real good. I would put I can, I can see them being yeah. on here. I get that. And, and the funny part was, is everybody remembers the nose, but he was, if you take that away, it was still a good, he's still a good rapper. The Humpty Dance and is I mean, a good it's... song. <laughs> yeah. All right. So are they yeah. better than Adam's number 10 G unit? This was a lot of, this was mm. a lot of 2000s nostalgia. G unit was good. And it was huge. Cause for a little bit, they had 50 cents, Lloyd Banks, who wasn't great, but he had a good song, uh, young buck and the game on there. I was a big game fan. Do y'all like the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I like the game, and you know what's funny about the game? Side note, the game is a really good basketball player. Like legit, like dude can like yo, like, he can he can rock the rim. It's impressive. Like that was back when that. They, MTV used to yeah. do a lot of like uh, like sports competitions with celebrities versus athletes. And I remember Nelly in a flag football game just balling out on people. And Nelly was awesome. <laughs> he was a minor league baseball player. Yeah. They, they sold it anyway. Yeah. But I, 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 there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, fit for all 50 cent, people forget now how big he was when he hit and he didn't hit. And G unit was not the first thing he did because he was first on aftermath. But like, he, like, that was a, he was like big time. Like, he understood, he understood a hook. He understood how to make people, you know, it had to be catchy. He got that, he understood that part of the business and that kind of translated into G unit. Um, and, that was also the age of everybody had to have a crew, and his whole crew could actually rap. Yeah. And let's slide that right into Mathis number nine, which is Aftermath. Yeah, I, I, I like Aftermath. And to me, Aftermath is three people. Aftermath is Dr. Dre, Eminem, and 50 Cent. Um, it's a pretty good know, crew. It's that, 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's after it's when Dre leaves death row because he saw an engineer get beat up for a while, rewinding a track too far, which is the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. Like Suge Knight went and beat the hell out of an engineer because he rewound the track too far back. Like that tells you the insaneness of death row. All right. And that brings us to Adam's number nine, a tribe called quest. You guys like a tribe called quest? Yes. Yes, I do. A tribe called quest is Awesome. Have and you ever I left your wallet in El Segundo? And all that Bonita Apple Bomb? Yep. All out. She got it going on. She got it going on. Bonita Apple Bomb. I'm not a tribe called Quest guy. I just I, I don't I just don't love it. It's I know I know I should appreciate it. I know they are I know they are musically great. I just it's not my favorite thing to listen to. I love it. I just like uh they use like all the big band and like jazz and old R and B like samples and all their stuff, and I think it's great. I mean yeah. And I like I like that style of rap too, that like flow yeah. lyrics over anything else. Absolutely. And they came out with a pretty decent song uh in the past couple of years. They performed it when Chappelle was on SNL, it was pretty good. I mean, they're still making pretty good music. And you know, I'm a big Chappelle show guy, and they were very well connected to yeah, Chappelle. Q, show. Uh Q tip is uh, yep. very good friends with Dave Chappelle. All right. Adam's number eight will be a crossover later on Mathis list. So we're gonna skip over that for now. And we're going to slide over to Mathis's number eight, which has this one has, you know, stipulations to go with it. It's bad boy records, but only up to Biggie's death. Yeah. You big I feel Mace like that. fan over there? Say so what now? You big Mace fan over there? <laughs> hey, you know, you know what's funny? People people make fun of Mace, but Mace, I, I like those songs that Puffy and Mace came out with. But I'm sort of more about the fact that when Biggie, before Biggie died, it was Buster Rhymes, Craig Mack, um, Flavor and, in Your Ear. Yeah. And, 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 and Biggie, say what you want to. They put out hits, man. I mean, Flavor in Your Ear, by the way, Craig Mack worked with me at Woodland High School at one point in time. Um, wow. So He's from Walterboro. Hey, which hey, which took which took a minute to realize you walk by again and go, that was like Craig Mack. And they're like, that is Craig Mack. Um, <laughs> but, but he wouldn't let you take a picture with him because he was scared that somebody was going to like kill him. It was a real thing. Um, huh. Yeah. But, okay. He, but the first of all, Biggie is one, Biggie is put up as one of the greatest rappers of all time, so that makes it a great label. Um, Buster Rhymes is underrated. Like, if you want like excited rap, like you know that whole like super energetic kind of thing, like dude, there's nobody better than Buster Rhymes, and so that's why I put Bad Boy there. But once again, after after Biggie's death, they haven't had that like marquee star to be considered. I think as part of this list after it so i think that, that, so that, that death is puff it. daddy i just like him so much it makes it's hard as a person it, i just although I hate, don't I be, hey listen we've, we've all done that shoulder shake dance he does though because if you're a fat <laughs> man you don't have to move your legs and oh it's all you got you, you really fat white dancing is really all upper body <laughs> you, anchor, you anchor your two feet into the ground you know remember your, your feet are power you know feet that's where power comes from two feet in the ground <laughs> and then you just kind of move the top yeah, how much did you love the lean back though? When the lean back was a thing, that was that was always good. Fat Joe, baby. It didn't. Right. Once again, created by Fat Man. He gets it. He understands. He does. All right, let's slide down. Let's keep going, rolling along here. Number seven on Mathis' list: No Limit Soldiers. Ooh, do I make them say "uh"? That's all I got to say. Like, okay. I mean, who didn't have that green Ghetto D album? That CD that was green on the top and like it had been spray painted. But I mean, you're talking about Master P, Silk the Shocker, uh, C Murder, like those. Dudes mystical, were, I think Mystical my, was in there. One, Mystical was in there for a minute, and then he moves. 
Um, but yeah, he was in there. Like they they had a good, that label and they did a lot of songs together, which I thought was cool. Um, that whole first that Matt first Mastery album, like people were bumping that in the mid nineties. I mean, it was they were Master that, P NBA star for the Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were a hit they were a hit group and i mean it was and, and i get what you're saying and I, I don't disagree there but i disagree that no limit is like top 10 yeah they're definitely not better in aftermath hey once again go uh, record sales would say otherwise i'm just telling you it's they 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 really they also understood the fact of they understood being popular you know what I'm saying? They got they knew what people wanted and they gave it to them. And they still had that kind of ghetto edge. And it was a southern group too, because they're all from Louisiana. The people who like No Limit are the people who clap in the movie theater at the end of the movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> first of all, they yell, Don't go in there, girl. Yeah, absolutely. They, no question. Well, no, first of all, if you clap in a movie, you're the worst kind of person ever. <laughs> I saw the first Avengers and people clapped in it, and I wanted to spit. And that's the why you don't go see Avengers. Hey, clapping but, for him. but that's because Adam's a hipster and they don't like things that are universally loved. It's part of the culture. It's part of the culture. You know, that hatred is really the root of the culture. It, it, yeah, because the whole thing <laughs> the whole thing goes down to they have to do like, you know, oh, you think, you know, Harry Potter movies are cool? Well, screw them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa. I, I love the Harry Potter movies. All right. Down over there <laughs> speaking of hipster, speaking of hipster Adam, this was his most hipster pick. Number seven, Goody Mob. you like, how do you? Not like Goody Mob and can't say they're top ten. They're one of the most. Without them, there is no Southern rap. See, and I find Stilo. I find it funny you didn't put them with what's going to be later on in my list because they're in part of one of my groups. I I know what you're going to do that whole group and they are part of that and that is a good one and I agree with that one. But I did them separate because there's some other things in that group that are like, man, that ain't very good. But Goody Mob coined the term Dirty South. They brought it to popularity. They're one of the hey. most important hip hop groups ever. Adam, let the audience know though, because I don't think a lot of people realize this. Who was the leader of Goody Mob? Uh, there's Big Gip, Cujo, CeeLo, and Timo. Yeah, people forget CeeLo Green before he got all like you know voiced out. Like that dude was a hardcore rapper. Yeah, like he before he became like the cat stroker guy on Voice. Like for some reason he became that dude, and he became lovable fat man. For Narles Barkley, yeah. like that dude was a hard. Before he rapper. was America's favorite fat man, he was singing about <laughs> drug dealing in cell therapy <laughs> in North Atlanta. All uh, right, Southwest Atlanta, sir. Oh, sorry. Ooh, the, uh, hey, if you ever listen to um, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Atlanta Monsters, a lot of it takes place in that area. <laughs> yep. Um. All right, number six on Adam's list, UGK. UGK freaking owns. I agree. UGK, yeah, but it's a good pick. But beyond even like one, the UGK's had a huge career. Like think about when they were on they were on Big Pippin with Jay Z. Like probably their biggest thing they've That's ever. A great done. point. But go yeah. back and look at all the '90s stuff they did, like uh, their song "Like a Pen" from the '90s and Woodgrain and everything. They are so lasting in terms of their influence, and they bring they're like them and another group I have on my list bring Houston to the hip hop table. I don't think. We have a lot of the rap we do today without UGK. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm, did not even think of them. That's a good, that's a good pull. All right. I, 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 was it Bun B? Who else was in that group? Uh, Bun B, Pimp C, Free Pimp C. Free Pimp C. <laughs> now it's RIP Pimp C. Oh. Drinking cough right. syrup is terrible for you, kids. I don't know if y'all know that. Yeah, no matter how much that, no matter how much you you mix it with, there's it's that not drink? A, it's not a good winner. That drink. Do not have that drink. That double cup. 
number six on Mathis' list is the Dungeon Family. That's who we were talking about. Yeah, that's that's who I was uh-huh. talking about because Goody Mob is part of the Dungeon Family. Organized Noise, all those people. Yeah, which is Outcast, basically. It's and what's funny was they they together almost like Wu Tang. They came together as a group and decided that Outcast was going to be the first ones to really be big. And so like they put them through like boot camp. Like they made them run around to get wind so they wouldn't be able to like, so they'd be able to like have these long verses. Um also Bubba Sparks becomes kind of a side note to them and I like Bubba Sparks a lot. I wonder um, why. Is it because he's your long lost twin? <laughs> you know, the South has always been dirty, but now it's getting ugly. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I love that song. Um, but like you know You would. I, I would say it's my, and I say this because Outcast to me, Outcast is the holy line of demarcation. When Outcast breaks up, I stop listening to rap music. That's basically my line. Like I really like, I like I when they kind of went sideways, and I, and I will say this: they are doing some interesting things. Especially Andre is doing some real interesting musical work. Like they, uh, they to me are the line of when rap music stopped being cool and started being mumble rap. Yeah, like that's just kind of what, and that's kind of what I feel. And people will argue with me that the rap music's still good. It's just not. Like you're wrong, and you can get off my lawn. <laughs> you can slow down <laughs> because kids live in this neighborhood. <laughs> I will say this: uh, Dungeon Family and Organized Noise. Organized Noise produced TLC's Waterfalls, and they did Ludicrous Saturday. Like they put a lot of good rap out there. Yeah. You know what's interesting when I was looking at this list is how much Timberland has produced. Yes. Like, he does all – he has done so many big albums because, like, he did some of Dungeon Family stuff. Like, it's insane how talented that dude is as a producer. Is he the Pat Riley of rap? Is he the Pat Riley of rap? He's been around for every era yeah, and had success. Be. I forgot Killer Mike was in the Dungeon Family, too. And, you know, for you youth that are listening, all one of you, he's in Run the Jewels, but he used to be Killer Mike. Hello. <laughs> if you look at our demographics, I think it's like 17% of our listenership is viewer, uh, listeners under the age of 18. Yeah, but the rest of you guys were around during the Clinton era, so how are all y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sex with that one. I always do Bill, my dad's voice as Bill Clinton. Like, what are you doing today, son? <laughs> All right, before we move on with the list and keep rolling here, we'll, we'll when we come back, we'll go back to Mathis' list. But before that, we'll get a word from our sponsor. And we're back. We're back on the Mathis' list. Make sure you guys, if you want to start your own podcast and you want to uh, compete with us and you want to do top 10 lists yourself or you just want to uh, critique our show on a podcast and let everyone hear it, you can also use Anchor. It's been real good to us, and uh, we highly recommend it. So, Mathis List, number five, Rough Riders. My favorite rapper of all time is DMX. Like, they're, like it's not even close. Like, he is my if – if you say you have to pick one or die, that is my one. And his – when you branch off that drag on, Swiss Beats, Locks, Eve, like, they were grinding. Swiss Beats is Rough Riders? Yes, they oh, are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's – they are – they do all the they do every almost every kind of rap, but it's always super like I hate to say super street because I'm the no way street, so I want to go ahead and preface that. A man but, who sang in a chorus. Sing yes, absolutely. There's <laughs> again, 
it's the it's one of the few groups that can make a man who sang in the chorus in high school feel like he is riding on a T-Rex down the middle of, you know, New York, you know, looking for a drug deal. Hey, so, you, ever, you, know, that, you ever just do a DMX bark every now and then? Oh, all, oh, oh. It's, like, it's terrible, man. Sometimes I do it, it and misses the colonel, and she's not a big fan. Well, and I also, like, <laughs> I also like to, I always like to yell at my wife, like DMX. You know, like, what are you doing? Like, this is like, gonna, yeah, yeah, DMX. Speak. It's a good. Also, time. the only problem with the, the only problem with the Rough Riders are is that, believe it or not, they are a Def Jam Records group. And I can't stand Russell Simmons, as I've said before. And so that's the only problem with them. I'll go, I say that because there was a there was a video game called Def Jam Street Fights or something, and DMX was a character on it. It was awesome. God, I bet he owned in that. <laughs> Side, sidebar, before we move on with Adam's list, uh, back when we were all in high school and we learned about Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, you remembered it because you connected them to DMX and that crew. Yeah. Now, if you try to teach kids that same way of remembering it, they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, don't, I can't relate to the youth about music anymore because their taste is horrible. We're going to be like, mm, NBA <laughs> young boy. And no, no, well, no, like, you can, you can also wonder. tell how old we are that we keep calling them albums because kids don't have seats. They don't do albums anymore. They get all their crap off. Like, they buy singles. You know, this has just become old six. man. This has just become old man porch. Oh yeah, point. my, my <laughs> for some reason for some reason my waistband is now up near my nipples. I'm not sure why. <laughs> number <laughs> five on AARP. <laughs> number, number five on Adam's list: Ghetto Boys. Ghetto freaking boys! <laughs> if you want to go do something that requires manual labor, pop them headphones in and put on "Still" by Ghetto Boys. You'll be ripping that stump out of the ground in no time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dude. They are. They 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 are they're impressive. Like that's a that's a good pick there. No, question. I had a friend in college, right, who, as part of a, I think he was in sociology class, got up, and he's from like the preppiest, nicest part of Atlanta. He got up and rapped, stilled by the Ghetto Boys for his entire sociology class as part of his project. Wow. Uh, hey, I'm not doing that. No, I might do that. Yeah, I, I can see that. You, you you like to fight. You like to fight uh, stereotypes. I do. Wow. Hello. Yeah, yeah. We, you're, you're not talking. You're the moderator. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, we were having yeah. that thing again where where Mathis's mic cut out. And um, just so you listeners know, Mathis's uh, system has been screwing up entirely way too much during this recording. And, and we and we blame not Anchor, but we blame Mathis's potato phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. First of all, it's because I it's because I live like in the middle of nowhere, and that's part of the problem. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mu- the, uh, mm-hmm. up, uh, up Upper Berkeley just does not have the Verizon coverage, and I apologize. The technical difficulties are one hundred percent my fault. Um, but I get that for being the only person who actually lives in the Low Country, so that's you know, it's the price we pay. All right. So Adam was just talking about his college experience and how Ghetto Boys kind of shaped that. Well, the next group on Adam's list was a staple at any college party I went to early in my career at Carolina. Three Six Mafia. Three Six Mafia. Three Six Mafia. Y'all yeah, cannot deny it. Three Six bad. Mafia from like 2000 to when to maybe like 08, 09. Yes. Yeah, nothing that's but hits. Riding spinners, like uh, Stay Fly, like all the really popular stuff. They were huge. First of all, they wrote, they wrote all those cool hustling flow songs. They won an Oscar. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Like Hard Out Here for a Pimp is their song. Like that's a thing. Like, that's, they won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Yeah, they uh, they, yeah, they that's a good pick, man. It's a good pick. And you know yeah. what? None of the kids know who they are now. No, Back to the old man. Shame. None of them. No, they want to listen to freaking point zero. Post Malone and his tattooed ass. And, and they're, they're laughing like at him. you because they're like, we don't listen to Post Malone. That's what white girls listen to. Well, that's because every dude now has like a little white girl. And so wow. what it is. Wow. Don't worry, listeners. We'll just edit this out later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four on Mathis' list is also number three on Adam's list, and that's Death Row Records. But Mathis' stipulation is up to 96. I agree because yeah. that's when everybody bails. Yeah, because when when Dre when Dre leaves and then Snoop leaves, like it's Death Row gets real that that cellar gets real empty real fast. Um, but Death Row obviously with Tupac and then Snoop comes in and Dre's there. And Tupac um, wasn't there long. It's just a very brief window that they were all there together. Yeah, but they all. But the thing is too, because Dre <sighs> becomes more of a rapper and less of a producer at that point. Suddenly we get those great those big California love type hits and like it's a. Yeah, that's when Death Row to me becomes Death Row, and you know the Chronic comes out and G Funk, all that good stuff. They yeah, made it. they it, created it. They really start bringing in like it, you start. It, it's the NWA influence that is now spread, and the younger guys are coming in. Also, Warren G comes out of that group, which I yes, do love. Wow, Regulators. Yeah, Mount Up, which I had that above the rim CD for that song and that song only. Um, but yeah, Warren G and Dr. Dre are related. I don't know if you might knew that. Um, they are they are actually like family, but yeah, I, I thought Death Row that that's how far I went with it. Well, that's good. All right, um, number three on Mathis' list is also is I'm calling it the same as number two on Adam's list, even though y'all said two different things. They're really the same thing. Mathis number three is Hot Boys, and Adam's number two is Cash Money. I did all the Cash Money. Yeah, Hot Boys is, is cash money, though. But I, I wanted to put Manny Fresh as the producer in there as well. Yeah, go ahead, man. Dude, Cash Money Records, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, BG, the Hot Boy stuff, the Big Timer stuff, Birdman, Clips on there, all of them. Clips. Clips. They're amazing. amazing. stuff. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, is I think Juvenile is, is – Chronically overrated, uh, underrated. Excuse me. Underrated. Oh, I was about oh, to whoa, freak whoa, out. Whoa, whoa. My, my, my bad. Sorry, guys. It's, so, sorry, it's early. I, I like. I think Juvenile doesn't get the credit he deserves, um, because I'll say this: although it's sometimes campy and get kind of commercial, it's always lyrically very solid. Um, you know, as far as like his actual verses are very like very sharp, very tight. Um, and I will, and I do think this. I was not a Little Wayne fan early, but it become more of one as time has gone on. Uh, the the Carter too is where Lil Wayne becomes like the yeah, rapper he is. Abso- absolutely, and then like you know, and he when when then when he kind of steps out when he becomes less of part of the Hot Boys and becomes kind of his own solo act. Um, and you know, he you, was like thirteen years old when he was with the Hot Boys. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, and he is. I think you know. Right above it is one of the great rap, is one of the great anthems. Not even just rap, not even rap song, but just one of the great anthems for a for a time. Because I agree, when you listen to it, you feel better. Like you absolutely feel better when you listen to that yep. song. Um, but yeah, I think you know all those Hot Boys songs, um, and Birdman, those dudes. It's 
it's a good it's just it's just it it's music that brings you back to a place in time which we're all older and so i'm sure younger people listen to this is saying the same thing they've been thinking throughout this whole time is that what are y'all talking about but that takes you back to being in high school or you yes. know early college you know when those were still hot things especially big timers big 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 timers radio is a is a uh, classic that i tend to go to on amazon music it's fantastic playlist it's number one standing song <clears throat> although i will i'll tell this side story i know shane's got us on a clock but we had a kid on our team named julian martinez who was number 11 and his moniker was he was the double one stunner and i thought that that's, was that's, that's my kind of person right there <clears throat> i like him i like him a lot hope he's listening <laughs> All right, number two on Mathis list, NWA. How can you argue against NWA? It's the original alliance. I mean, there you go. I agree. It's it starts gangster rap. Like there is no. I don't think we have anybody on this list if NWA doesn't exist. I mean, and then look who's part of that group: freaking Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, MC Ren. Like those dudes are like. I mean, Easy Easy E. It's, it's even hard for me to say Easy es name because that's how tragic that is. Although I will say, this, yeah. as I watched, I did not realize how bad he was screwing them on the money um, until I watched Straight Outta Compton. And I know that's Ice Cube's version of events, but those two, Ice Cube was chronically underpaid the entire time he was on there. And he was putting that <laughs> he off. Got his. He made Are We There Yet? He did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> about the, the three, the the the, the three on three league. Which is like a thing. Um, yeah, he's, he's that's good. It's entertaining. Yeah, he's like a mogul now. Um, although he did that awful Triple X movie. Ooh, God, ooh. yeah, but he did do um the movie with Charlie Day. Oh yeah, the school fight movie. Whatever. That movie was good. didn't see that. I like that movie. Yeah, First that movie was fun. It was funny. He's a good. He's like a solid, like supporting actor. Because I'm gonna tell you, Boys in the Hood. Like that's a he. He's he good does a Friday. good job in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's great yes. on Friday. When, when he can, yeah. when he can play a character that's close to kind of who he is as a person, there, there are worse actors good. out there for sure. Absolutely, yeah, he was. Wasn't he the cop yes. in Twenty One Jump Street? Yeah, yeah. again, so, when, when he when he can play either angry black man or he can play like guys in the hood, that he's a good. How did we get well. back to the old man? Just not, We're just talking about how much we like Ice Cube as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when he was in the Friday movie. <laughs> Although, when what have y'all seen these, the new thing now is to try to figure out what day was the good day? Like, oh, today was a good yeah, day. Yeah, like people are trying yeah. to figure out because, like, there's so many clips and, like, there's so many times, like, when the Lakers won, we have to figure out when they played. Seattle yeah, they beat the Supersonic. Supersonic. Uh, yeah, when yeah. nobody was killed. And, like, and he keeps saying, it's not one day, guys. He keeps like, he's like, it wasn't there. one like, day. It's, it's a song. Actual. Settle down. <laughs> but it's modern society with the internet where we can look that stuff up and we want it to be one well, day. And it's the same people who think wrestling's real. I mean, it's, it's wrestling <laughs> is real. Wrestling is something else. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you, go put your singlet away. No, I, I can't. I'm going to be honest. Uh, with you. There's nothing, we're not talking singlets. We're talking what well, we are going to talk. Number one wrestling. on Mathis list. Number one. Number one on Mathis' list is number eight on Adam's list. I can't wait to hear the debate on why. Wu-Tang Clan. Go for it, big man. You have a number eight? Dude, man, I I don't know, man. I I, 
I love the Wu-Tang Clan. I think the whole culture behind it, I think RZA is a genius. I think Method Man is one of the top four or five rappers. I like Rayquan a lot. Only built for Cuban links. Um, mm. I, I like I like Old Dirty. Like, I think they're... Uh, to me, they are the original. They they are not the original alliance, but they take the alliance to the next level because they that was when they all signed that they had RZA had to control their career for two years to push them forward. And every song's a banger. Every one on mm-hmm. every single album is a banger. Triumph is one of the great songs of all time. So is uh, Cream. Yes, Protect Your Neck, which they put out independently, is a great song. Liquid Swords, and, and it's so. Yeah, it's it's so. I mean, the, the whole Killer Bees thing, and then they make a brand out of it. Like they are, they are to me what is an alliance. What basically what the word alliance means is Wu Tang, and so that's why I put them there. They're I I put them lower just because the ones I had above it are I would rather listen to those repeatedly. But you can't deny Wu Tang as a group as an alliance. They fit the bill for what the conversation is about. And I will be honest with you, they, they do miss the boat sometimes on hooks. There's not a lot of choruses to those songs, <clears throat> which is why their popularity is for hardcore yeah. rap. Fans, it, it's not right it's not as listenable to me, but it is very – I like Wu-Tang Clan a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the parodies that come off of them, you know, what they did with the Ch- Chappelle show, Wu-Tang Financial, it's it's turned into an amazing social media account. Yes, uh, for laughs. Do you so know? Just, do you notice that Shane keeps pushing that? Like he he wants us to do the Chappelle show. He wants like, to do that list so bad. So bad. We're just not doing that list. <laughs> yeah, he he really he wants to do that Chappelle for listeners. Shane wants us to do a Chappelle show sketch list. And if you drop, here's the thing: you drop twelve comments in our Apple thing, we will do it next time. <laughs> yeah, we get twelve like, reviews. Yeah, we'll do we, the Chappelle show list. Yeah, and and, and oh, you're at seven. No, no, so. twelve new ones. Twelve new day. Yeah, yeah, twelve new ones. Right? Ah, it has to be after today's date, because I'm telling you, he he has been pushing that list so hard for us to do it. I mean, it's the greatest show of all time. <laughs> it is, but we we can't go there without the support. <laughs> <laughs> the emails say otherwise. The zero emails we got about it. All right, so number one on Adam's list. Now earlier it was mentioned in Mathis's list somewhat, but. My research says that it's a completely completely separate entity, and Adam's number one is Outcast is the greatest hip hop group of all time, and I and I will die on this hill. Yeah, if, if you're just gonna if you're gonna separate them out and say just group, I'm, that's where alliance you know because alliances was iffy for me. For me, I took that as groups and labels. Yeah, it's 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 a for I love Outcast, and I would here's one thing I think NWA is probably better. But I understand where you're coming from, um, just because I think the influence of NWA, which probably NWA gets you to Outcast in some way. But I see, for me, Outcast got me to other rap music, and kind of bra- I branched yeah. out from there. In my black pa- black '98 Pathfinder, had all the Outcast CDs bumping on my way to school. Dude, you had a bl- yeah. you had a black Pathfinder. My brother had a black rodeo, which is basically the same exact car. High like, five. <laughs> And, 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 he, and he and he and he had like and he had like uh, the three twelves in the back of it, so like the whole entire oh thing bounced. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, backwards hat, shades <laughs> on. Oh. <laughs> of yeah. course he did. I'll tell you what Outcast did though, and I'll give him this: is that as experimental as Andre got, Big Boy kept it very, very like yes. centered. Like it, like the song like. 
is, you know, because eventually you get Andre 3000 become, like, he starts getting, he starts dating Erica Badu, becomes a vegan, stops smoking weed, and he becomes like a, he starts doing some interesting musical things, but they're not really grounded in hip hop. So Big Boy's like, if you're going to do that, then we have to make sure we have these things take place. And he really sticks to that I mean, the, kind of their formula, biggest success, which is I mean, cool. it's not my favorite one of their albums. Their biggest one is my that Speaker Box Love Below album where they did two separate albums. Two separate albums. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I'll, hey, y'all, and Roses. Yeah, hey, y'all, Roses. Yep. And then you I like have, the way uh, you move, ghetto the way, music, prototype, the way you all move. those are on there. But I like E.T. Elliott's <laughs> probably the best. I'm, of course. I'm a Southern I like that one, guy. too. That's my number two. Yeah, Aquemini doesn't get the it love doesn't. it should get. I mean, it's yeah. When he, that, I came into this world high as a bird, like that junk. It has the amazing. art of storytelling on it, which is one of the best ones, and it's got Rosa Parks on there. How much do you love the art of storytelling? That is just it's great. It's <laughs> one of the best songs. I, I wish I was that smart. Like I wish I was smart enough to I, put that on paper. That, when you listen to an Outcast album, you're like, what <laughs> is this music? Because just the beats, the lyrics, yep. everything is unique to them. There is no one that sounds like them, and there's really never been anybody to imitate them. I will tell you, this, as a lyric, that's a great way to look at it. As a lyricist, I think, and and I'm not a huge Eminem fan, but I think Andre 3000 and Eminem are probably two of the best wordsmiths yeah. out there. Like how they put things together. Like if you just take the music away and just look at the the words how impressive it is how they're able to make all that scan and where they go with it, I think is, which Eminem does not get enough due for just his, because he's so kind of just nuts. I'd probably put but Q-tip he, up what there he, instead of Eminem. And I'm sitting I'm sitting here thinking yeah. Talib Kweli and Common. So, yeah, problem with Common is, man, you feel like it's, Common and most deaf are a lot alike. Like, they like, it's 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 really, po- they're really doing like, you know. Common is rap music for people thing. who wear turtlenecks. <laughs> I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Common, but I'm not going to be like, oh boy, Common's making the list. That's Common. another guy who's been on the on the acting circuit. Hey, I, I like Common as an actor because I think I feel like there's a real violence to Common that is not always present in people. Like, uh, it, dude, it, in smoking in smoking aces, he he is terrifying. Have you ever seen the movie um, where uh, was it Run All Night with Liam Neeson? Common's like a Super bad guy. No, uh, I gotta be. I'm, I'm gonna say something controversial here. Liam Neeson kind of overrated. Oh no way! Well, well, he's gotten to the point where he's just playing the same. Character That's my. Over bro, and over he's again. the guy and from Taken, and I don't know how we ended up here talking about hip hop, but he's the guy from Taken <laughs> in every movie, and I'm tired of seeing that movie. <laughs> no, I love that movie. I watch that movie all day. Also, comment if you haven't seen the second John Wick is really good. Oh yeah, he is in that. Like he's he? really. Yeah, he he's he is the protector of the woman who gets killed, which shows how bad of a protector he is. But he is like he's really good in that movie. All right, well let's wrap up the <coughs> list. Our most notable omission was Rockefeller Records. Um, Adam's number one was Outcast, and Mathis's number one was Wu Tang, which Adam disagreed. He thought that Wu-Tang. was number eight. Wu There's plenty of people um, out there imitating Wu Tang, <laughs> and all these mumbly rappers are probably born in some ways from them. No one is like Outcast. Period. Okay. Final point made. I don't disagree. I think I it's had a good to get point. It in there. Um, and I, I, 
<laughs> uh, next episode, we'll film uh, early to the middle of the week to make sure you guys have the content that you deserve as our listenership out there. Um, Warzone update. I couldn't wait. I, I've been rushing this whole podcast <coughs> to get to this. Guys, last night there was a sea change in the Warzone world. Shane has overtaken Adam by one I victory. I am. Oh, no, no, sir. No, sir. Uh, you are down. Well, I'm now going to sepulchre are... myself. So this is the last. This will be the last Prolo podcast because Adam is done. It happened quickly. It was kind of weird. They were kind of riding close. And then last night it was a tie. And then in typical fashion, we were going to play one more game and it was going to be over. But of course, I dominated yeah. that game. It wasn't Burn 18, close. fit 11, game 10. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm currently in the lead, and you've never seen more excitement over a silver medal than Shane has right now. And I will give him his seconds now to thank all people he wants to thank for this victory. And here's my thing. <laughs> Quarantine life has been good to me because I've been able to focus on this game and really and really come up with some good strategies to dominate the world. And next week, I hope to be in first place. That's what I'm coming for. <laughs> hey, you know what you should do with, with all this is send a postcard to everybody you really love. That's how you should use this time. Make sure you send a postcard to all the boys and the girls in your life. And tell them how much that you know I mean to you. Speaking of postcards, if you want to contact us, you can email us at Perlo Podcast, P-E-R-L-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Feel free to send us your own list. You can complain about Mathis and his list. You can send us list ideas like Chappelle Show, Top Sketches. Um, your choice, but that's your ability to contact us and complain about us. Also, rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify, please. Yes. And also, don't forget that sometime this week, you also have our sister podcast, because I will actually plug our own thing, where Shane does not feel the need to do what I do for him on our podcast, which is... But you're Dr. part of this one. Dr. Ty and Colonel, it will be available sometime early next week. If you want to get more of a jazz free flow idea, that's yeah. all us. <laughs> I will say, what I like about Dr. Ty and the Colonel is... They discuss what grinds their gears, and <laughs> they talk about white people beatboxing. It's infuriating. It is and... infuriating. <laughs> and pollen. Talk about pollen last time. Which and Twitter challenges. Yeah, pollen. God, I hate pollen. Twitter, yeah, Twitter challenges. God, I'm done with Twitter challenges. I, I've been getting tagged. You started <laughs> one of them. I'm ignoring them now. Here's what I'm going to start. Because Adam said it best. Next thing you know, you got the people in Wisconsin that are down your list, and you're like, I don't Here's care. What I'm gonna How start. do I get I'm going to start the never do another Twitter challenge challenge. All right. <laughs> make sure, make sure, make sure so you, you tag you me here, on here that. first, listeners. The never do another challenge <laughs> challenge, and that challenge is that you never do another challenge. And let's see if we can win this challenge by never doing another challenge. <laughs> That's so. By the way, that should win. That should be top hip hop right there because that was so well done. Like. That was. was. It's that's impressive. The colonel's struggling today, so he's got to get out how he feels. <laughs> it's the colonel's birthday, folks. Make sure you wish the colonel a happy birthday. Um, he hit the big the big three zero today, so happy am, birthday, uh, colonel! On the next phase of a healthy life and halfway through <coughs> an unhealthy life. So. Do you get a new cane on your birthday? Like to I'm thinking about getting one of those rascals that I do with my mouth, so I can just totally take my hands out of the equation. <laughs> he also you go full he changed demographics today, so he's going to change the statistics for listenership. Oh, for my Lord, podcast. we're not 20-somethings anymore. <laughs> also, also, 
his uh, his susceptibility to the coronavirus is overnight overnight now, <laughs> an at risk person. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening again to episode nine of the Perlo podcast. We hope that you uh, enjoy the rest of what's left of your weekend, and we hope to uh, have you back listening to us again middle of the week when we take on our next topic on Perlo podcast, top 10 lists from the South Carolina Low Take country. care. Stay safe, guys.